You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. You know, that's a good, it's a good topic because I talk to people all the time and you can't pray for your enemies without the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah, because there wouldn't be any love behind it. The only way you can really pray without your mind getting involved is praying the perfect will of the Father over them. Mm. And you have to pray in the Spirit. Let me ask you this. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Okay, so this is like huge on my mind lately because every single time things try to come up in my in my brain, my flesh, of like, I'm irritated by this right now. Mm-hmm. I'm irritated by this thing right now. I'm irritated by this person right now. I didn't like the way they said that. I don't like the way they said that. What has been happening is the Holy Spirit, immediately after I get that negative thought, says, what spirit just came to you where you're about to receive a blessing and you're going to get it taken away? Yeah. Like that's been hitting Mm -hmm. me like immediately. So I'm immediately like, forgive me of that thought. Forgive me of that. You know, whatever I said, forgive me of that anything, because there might be something immediately about to happen and it's trying to block it right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think about all the blessings you've lost for us. Seriously though. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I'm serious. (laughs) No, but this is, this is the thing, right? Um, We're, we're up against an enemy that has thousands of years of practice manipulating mankind. There is nothing new under the sun. The Bible says that science like only says there's new things under the sun Mm -hmm. just because we've not reached the ability to discover everything in creation yet. Right. Right. But God knows and the enemy knows that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. So, for us as as mankind and of a human nature and in the curse of sin that's in the flesh and then the genetics of behavioral patterns and neural pathways that are passed down from generation to generation, mm-hmm. if you have principalities and powers and spiritual rulers that are assigned to you to keep your blood front line from from entering into the promised land, they can see things about you where you literally get upset or angry, Mm -hmm. but there are similar personality traits to what your mother or your father had. So these things already have an ability to, to play off of those things. Like this, you can inherit fear. Yes. You can inherit. Yeah. Like you can can inherit those things. You can, and the world calls it evolutionary biology, Mm -hmm. right? Because you, the world is like, well, that's, you learn to adapt and that gets down into your DNA and you pass it down. Your family with right? storms. But we just yeah. we just talked about Maldonado like five minutes ago. And he does this whole teaching on like conflict and trauma. And people can pass down trauma because yeah. it infiltrates your DNA to future generations. Yeah. Unless you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. What God what God's shown me is when it comes to the gifts of the spirit, the mm-hmm. supernatural. Now, we've had opportunity to pr- pray with people on their deathbed and lead them to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And then they pass from this world and they go on into eternity. And we're like, yes, we got, we got to have that conversation. And there's, there is different denominations out there that will tell you, they didn't go to heaven because they didn't have this, this, and this, right? So 
Neither did the thief on the cross. Right. Yeah. I'm not the judge. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us don't be. Right. That's Jesus sits in what they call what what the Bible calls the bima, the the judgment seat, right? But he also until Jewish that day also have a bima until until the great and terrible day. Mm-hmm. He sits there as an advocate for you. Yeah. He pleads your case before the Father. So what I teach or what I believe, what God has shown me is because we're up against this adversary that has thousands of years of experience manipulating and lying and convincing angels to fall with them, convincing Eve to eat from the the tree of knowledge Mm -hmm. of good and evil. We need, if I'm going to live another 40 years, another 20, and I'm in relationship with Christ, I need supernatural added to my body and my personality, Mm -hmm. my spirit... I need that supernatural to be able to to actually defend myself or go on the offense against these things. And it's the thing. So not the person. Right. Do you I don't know if this is like a personality trait or if you have this as well either of you. But like if I'm in conflict with someone I I don't really ever I don't hold a grudge. I really don't. Right. I don't either. Because I zoom out immediately. And oftentimes I try to understand where they are coming from mm-hmm. and why they might be feeling the way they're feeling or if there's other external factors. But I think a number like the number one most helpful thing that you can do when you're dealing with people and there's a potential for conflict is to understand and learn the fact that it's not you against them. It's the both of you against the disagreement. Yeah. It's the both of you against what the enemy is trying to do. Yeah. It's not me against Heidi if we have a conflict. It needs to be Heidi and I against the conflict. Right. Yes. Uh, It's Heidi and I against the disagreement, against the confusion. Yes. And as soon as you can like zoom out and that's where the piece of like compassion and empathy comes from because I think that's why I don't, I personally don't hold, I can't really hold a grudge. I'm, I'm just not the type personally. Yeah. I know there are people that are like that, but if it, it helps me not hold grudges because of the verse where it says, say the verse it's, um, pick one. (laughs) It's where it's basically talking about watch how you judge because that could be you, like yeah, real quick. Paul was talking about that. He's like, "Don't, uh, I can't remember the verse right now." Judge lest you. No, it's not judge it's not like lest you could he be fall judged. Into that. He, he talks about uh, being careful when when like somebody falls mm. because you're usually only a decision away from being in the same boat. Yeah. So you're not Let supposed to. When I've encountered some sort of offense. Mm-hmm. And my flesh is still hurt. Um, my my mind, my spirit man is wounded. But Jesus commanded, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, there, he, he mandated that if you bless your enemies, it's like heaping up coals from the altar on their head. They just won't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it'll bring discomfort to them. But I know that if I try to play, pray in my 
intellect and my own abilities, mm-hmm. I'm going to grit my teeth. Yeah, God bless him. Uh, you know, and you're, you're going to pray and you're, God knows the intention of my heart. Mm-hmm. So for me to pray and have a demeanor that, that doesn't match the words that are coming out of my mouth, I can't manipulate God. You know, he sees the intention of my heart. But if I pray in, in my prayer language, in, in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. for that person, I, I go in there intentionally going with the thought of that person and their picture in my mind, and then I pray in the Holy Spirit. Once I break through the veil of the flesh and I get that release, I can be in forgiveness with them. Mm-hmm. And then not only will I do that, but the Holy Spirit will pray the perfect will of the Father over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to tap back on his verse when he was just talking about um, how he pleads your case before the Father. Yeah. First John 2, 1 and 2. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. I, I've never really fully, I guess I've never really fully heard that voice or that, that verse before, because when he said, <laughs> when he that said voice. it, when he said it, mm-hmm. I immediately had like this image of Jesus saying to the father, like, yeah, I Forgive know, them because but they... like Heidi just, she's got a really good heart. Let me ask you this. We're called to be just like him. Yeah. How often are you advocating on someone else's behalf to God? Right. And in pleading their case. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting thought? It is. Like, how often are you like, Lord, they need some help? Yeah. And like, I know they did this, but they really, they have like a really good. Yeah. Send your Holy Spirit. Yeah. You found it. Yay. Of course he did. Brethren, Brethren. if any person is overtaken with misconduct or sin of any sort. Yes. You who are spiritual, yes, who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit, should set him right and restore and resonate, reinstate him without any sense of superiority mm-hmm. and with all gentleness, keeping attentive eye on yourself, lest you should be tempted also. Yes, that right there, that verse has gotten deep, deep, deep within me why I do not have tendencies to hold grudges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even judge. Like when somebody falls. Oh, I judge. <laughs> when somebody <laughs> falls. You know, I, I seen a person recently that, um, man, like they've taken a lot of Christians for a ride. Let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Do you, how hard is it the fourth time they do it? Or the fifth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To not judge. Yeah. yeah, that's where I slip right there, mm-hmm. because you're like, really? Well, there's dog scripture. back to their vomit, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, there's scripture mm-hmm. for that, you know. And, yeah. and actually, if if the church had a backbone, come on, and they they address those things correctly and and in in good time, which means quick and efficient, they don't allow um, things to be carried out. Uh, you take one or two witnesses without anything to do with it, you address it. But you personally, yeah. within your own, you know, because like m- you and I, for sure, who knows about Heidi? 
We're very tender. <laughs> we're tender hearted. It's a one and done with me. You screw up one time, <laughs> yeah, you, are you are out. out. You are out. Yeah. I'm She's, kidding. I'm absolutely no. kidding. <laughs> when, <laughs> we know you're when kidding because Joe's still here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> when I encounter those things and they, they, they it's, it's repetitive sin. Yeah. Um, or just repetitive foolishness. Sometimes people just make mistakes. It's not even, and it's like dumb mistakes. Yeah, I'm talking about where, where they're, they're, they're tempting God. Yeah. So for me, when, when I know they know better, yeah. um, I remove myself from the relationship. I don't, I don't, unless God really puts it on my heart, I'm not pouring into that. Yeah. Because that will distract yes. you from yeah. the okay. real. Yeah. Can we tap on that for a minute? Do yeah. it. Not every single appointment that you think is God is God. No. Right. There is discernment that needs to go into play here because you could have people, the devil can send people just as easy as God can put opportunities in front of your path. Yeah. So there could be a person that is actually sent there as a distraction mm-hmm. versus a person that's sent there because the Holy Spirit needs you to sow into them at that particular Let moment. Let me tell you, the people that will distract you the most are the ones that are struggling to get free from what you are already got free from. Mm. That That is your pain point, 100%. Yeah, because you're going you're gonna to go all in. Because you know what freedom looks like from yep. that. And, and that is going to be your pain point. And I think where I struggle is watching that unfold. Yeah. And continuing to return with the same level of Holy, Holy Spirit in charge. Right, right. The same level of compassion and empathy and Christ-like behavior. Yeah. Because when we... The, like, it's like the balance tips. Yeah. And I go flesh. Because yeah. I want to tell people about themselves. Yeah. I if, don't. But If somebody comes in for prayer or deliverance, right, mm-hmm. for the same thing over and over, and you're, so this has happened to me where I'm supposed to be at Bible study on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and I'll run into a situation where this person's pouring out their heart, and I think I'm going to, I'm going to get them out of this. I, I'm, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to do whatever. You're going to purple heart them. You're going to all of a sudden, right? Yeah. I look down at the clock and I've missed my, like this was a, an obligation for me. Mm-hmm. I've committed myself to, because this is a part of the ministry that I've, I've come into and, and answered the call on. Yeah. And at the end of the conversation, nothing has changed. Yeah, I can tell because I have discernment through the Holy Spirit that there's no fruit yes. yep. coming from this. More on that discernment. You can tell in conversations if you are talking to a wall, yeah, mm-hmm. or if or if it's actually being fruitful. Well, sometimes they'll bait yeah. you and they'll they'll agree, and then yeah. they'll end the conversation with some attitude or rebelliousness that says I'll agree to disagree and then they walk off and you've just missed out on multiple opportunities. There's that. Sometimes I've been in situations and like you and I have talked about this where someone starts in and they're like, you know, my knee hurts and my hip Mm -hmm. and my left eye. And like, this is a common one, right? Where people are like, especially if they're chronically ill, they're just like at their wits end a lot of times, Yeah, you know? But I've come into situations where by the in that conversation, the second or third time I offer like advice and a way out or mm-hmm. somehow to improve or yep. 
well, that's how, you know, you need, need to pray about it. Like offering that type of help. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but yeah, I've literally yeah, but. said, yeah, I've, but I've literally <gasps> said to them, or I've tried that. No, <sighs> no, no. But I've said to them, okay, well, you tell me, are you just looking to vent right now? Or do you actually want help? Yeah. Come on. Because that, those are two different things. Do you actually want feedback or do you just want to vent right now? I was listening to a Bill Johnson teaching and it was really a good Shout out Bill. teaching. I'm sure he's listening. And <laughs> um, he was talking about um, just things that we do in the body of Christ that are so far from God but sound spiritual. And he said, you pray and you put your heart out and you, you put all your faith on the line for somebody and you just believe that God did it, and you're like, in Jesus' name, be healed, or whatever it is. And they go, I know God can do it. And it sounds spiritual to them, Mm -hmm. but they've just let go of the answer. They, They said, I know God can do it, like he hasn't done it already on the cross. Yeah. And then they walk away, and Mm -hmm. they don't get the blessing. He said, sometimes... When you step into that that arena or that posture of prayer and you pray the prayer and you both agree, shut up and walk away. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut and walk away. Yeah. Yep. Because what you thought sounded spiritual that may lead to I could possibly be healed. Right. Probably just cut off. It just probably ripped the check in half. Yeah. God wrote the check. He was in the middle of signing it and you just dumped a glass of water yeah. on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, the enemy gets all of his power by us taking the bait of believing the lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With whatever it may be. Yeah. So like I always um, would struggle with panic and fear, but I had to believe the lie that he was feeding me mm-hmm. in order to even partner with that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. once you get like the truth, the veil removed and the lie is no longer able to be in your life, that's when you get freedom. So the repetitive sin thing, if you are continually going back to the same thing over and over and over and you can't get freedom from it, multiple things are wrong there. But number one, you're still believing the lie. Mm -hmm. You're still believing the lie that you just can't quit Mm -hmm. or that you just can't do that or it's going to be too hard. So you're still believing a lie about something. But in Ephesians 5, 25 and 26, he reminded them of how deeply Christ is committed to the church, the body of believers. Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the reason that renewing your mind is so important, the reason that wash by washing of water through the word is important in those scriptures is because whether you're believing the lie still by Satan, where is that all stemming from? If you're believing something, where where is the party right now? Mm-hmm. It's it's in your mind. When I teach about deliverance and we talk about setting the prisoner or the captive free, prisoner is somebody that's already accepted their sentence. They've been put there out of judgment. They've had a trial. So they're a prisoner. A captive is somebody that's had a charge brought against them, circumstantial evidence, and now they're awaiting sentencing. So a lot of times they're believing they're held captive to that accusation, that thought, that imagination. That's why Paul said bring every thought and imagination captive 
to the true knowledge of God. Yeah. It's all mind, though, because when you are doing repetitive sin, things don't just automatically happen right away. It mm-hmm. always starts up here first, where you start to play with the idea. You roman- romanticize. Yeah. Yeah. So let's pretend that, you know, you're, you have an issue with, like, you have an issue with sin in a certain area. Yeah. Um, I'm on vacation. Right. I can have one. Yes. Okay. So that, that goes through your mind first. People it, don't take Jesus on vacation with them. Yeah. But it enters your mind first, right? Mm-hmm. So you're now playing with that. Yeah. So at that moment right there is where the devil just came back to try to make you get into a repetitive sin cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what would occur when that first thought came of, oh, I can just have one. I'm on vacation. If you were in your word and renewed your mind, that would immediately get taken to the subjection of truth and it would be wiped out right there. Mm-hmm. But what's ha- what's happening is people are missing that piece. So mm-hmm. then that thought comes and then they didn't do it. Yeah. So then they feel victorious over, man, I am really strong right now. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, two days later or a week later, somebody comes up to them and or they go to like a party or something or they go to like a work event and all of a sudden something something that they've been struggling with is there again. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm just going to have a a sip or something. Mm -hmm. But there is like a constant thing where you play with the idea, you romanticize the idea, you don't immediately kill it and get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason that you're you're constantly going into complete sin. And then when you do the repetitive sin is when you say, I just can't do this. This is too hard. So now he just took what you romanticized in your mind because you weren't washing it, you weren't renewing it. And then he then had you believe the lie again. So Mm -hmm. it is this cycle of constantly believing that lie that you're never going to get freedom from that thing. Yeah. You, you have to change your behavior. You have to take a stance. Like you have to, you have to, be willing to fight for your freedom. Yes. You know, because you're always, those things are always going to go out. J- Jesus said they'll go out, they'll find no comfort, and they'll say, re- let me return to my home. I've had the most temptation in the last 15 years, always when we're on, on like vacation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Struggled with like pornography, stuff like that. We always go to places with beaches because we don't like snow because we're here in snow all the time. So what happens? Boom. Struggle with pornography. You're free. You're doing good. We go to a beach. It's scantily clad human beings Mm -hmm. everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like all in your face. Yeah. So how do you you get yourself to a place where that's no longer a temptation? If you have to, carry your physical Bible on the beach. Yeah. Because if that's in your hand and you're walking around looking for a place to put your towel down, you're one, your flesh is going to be conscious of the fact that you're probably the only guy carrying a five pound Bible with a leather bound (laughs) Bible on the beach. Right. And then two, you, you've changed your behavioral patterns that, in a way that makes a statement about you and your belief structure. Yeah. So now you would feel like a hypocrite if you caught yourself looking a little too long on somebody or something like that. But that's the things I've had to do in my life to change behavior. Yeah. I have to get just as rebellious against those, those poor 
conducts that led to sin right. as I did towards God when I walked away from him. Right. You've also, though, created a situation at home where you verbalize it mm-hmm. and you bring light right away. Mm-hmm. And like how many people just kind of like reserve those things. Okay. So yeah. like earmuffs yep. mm-hmm. for the kids. But like I know of couples mm-hmm. that they're Christian they serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. They maybe serve in ministry together and they go on a little couples getaway and they want to watch porn together. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like we just, I just talked to some people about this. Like you need to say it out loud and say, this isn't right. And we right. shouldn't do this together anymore. Right. right. And get free together. Yeah. I was like to turn it though. What is that guy going to do? Right. What is that guy going to do? If he goes to work, and he comes home and catches her watching it alone. Or vice versa. No, no, no like, think about this, though. Yeah. Because a lot of times that's brought on. It's actually like, more pervasive now. Like, splice more the common. But if, if I came home and I found you engaged in something like that, I would take it personal. Absolutely. Like, I could no longer fulfill your needs. Correct. And that's how that's exactly how society. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. Society. Um, would have us to believe that, you know, men probably bring the idea out like, hey, we should mm-hmm. do this, right? I think that right? used to be the case, but I feel like it's so, probably more balanced now. Yeah. But when you're talking to somebody about it and you spin it the other way, mm-hmm. now the woman is utilizing this vehicle of sin without you. You come home and catch her in it. Sure, the, the the first response might be like, okay, I'm going to join into this activity. Mm-hmm. But when there's a moment of conscious thought, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to put a person into a place of insecurity. Yeah. Right? So now all of a sudden this man is going to be insecure and he's going to lose trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we think about those activities, the the health and longevity of the relationship is completely jeopardized by thinking that you're going to utilize that as a way to do something. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's just one example. But like... It could be used for so many. So many. Like Carlos and I literally had a trip planned for Vegas. And we both felt conviction and decided not to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was not going to be any fruit that came out of it. Right. Of it. it was completely self-indulgent. And we ended up going to Florida instead. Yeah. I, I knew you know a couple. I mean? It's something, it could be, because that's a crack in your foundation. Absolutely, it's a crack. But it could be anything. Like, if a married couple goes into something together, period. Like, we're, we're okay with both drinking on the weekends. But or, then all of a sudden, one of them starts drinking every day. Or we're both okay with getting high. Or we're trying to be healthier. Yeah, uh, yeah we're on some, this diet. one of them shows up with blizzards. Yes. I, I met, I knew a couple that. I looked that right at Joe. He got... <laughs> He got <laughs> delivered of alcoholism. And uh-huh. so we were at a party mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people there. And I watched his wife order a very large drink, right? It was like a big alcoholic drink. And I turned around to him and I was like, I was like, how are you okay with that? And he goes, oh, no, she's a grown up. She's fine. And I was like, no, I said, that's not fine. I said, the 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 things that God's done and where you guys are at that should not even be a thing anymore. Correct. No, I'm fine with it. He not only cheated on her with a woman that drank, but he left 
her and in, in their child to go live with that person. Mm-hmm. And as I seen that, I looked and I was like, that's a harvest. Yeah. Yes. But the harvest was from her. She begged God for yep. a godly husband oh, that was alcohol free. Girl. Listen, there's a lot of women that do this all the time and they are, they lay down the law. I'm going to leave you. You better quit drinking. Lord, deliver him. And they turn around and they go to the winery. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're like, but I have self-control. Yeah. Wine's not bad. It's in the Bible. Right. Oh, you just keep telling yourself that, babe. Yeah. You just got right back into bed with the thing that God's trying to take him out of. The yep. thing that stole wow. your Literally. intimacy yeah. from the thing that, yep. the thing that stole your, Gross. your peace yeah. And then you're 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 baiting. Yes. With that thing. Yeah. Um we but it's it's all these things if we it's a spirit of self-indulgence. If we don't understand That's what it is. If we don't understand like all things can, I can't remember the scriptures like all things are What's good but that? they're not profitable. Mm-hmm. Like all things are acceptable but not all not all things are profitable yeah. is the scripture you should look it up. I'm gonna. But what happens is we we have entitlements and all these um opinions on what we should be able to do as as people that are creatures of choice, free mm-hmm. will. Um when we engage in things that can bring us to the appearance of evil yeah. will reap a harvest of evil. Um, well, she's looking that up. So I had a little bit of conviction because I just got a little judgy. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and attitude Judy about what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes me, so I pause and I think there's something, Heidi and I were just talking about this at dinner. Our, we, need to, we need to seek wholeness yeah. with God we need to pray for him to, to make us whole and complete mm-hmm. in him through him. Yeah. We're whole. Yeah. If you see some, some situation like we just described where somebody gets delivered and then their spouse like goes right back to that thing or continues to indulge themselves. Right. If I look at it through like compassion and empathy, something is amiss. Something is amiss. They're not fully restored. They're Mm -hmm. not whole. And they're seeking it out. Something is amiss there. Mm -hmm. And it makes me like, here's the thing. I could talk till I'm blue in the face and say, that's wrong. You shouldn't do it. And even get frustrated and a little snarky about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if it's somebody that's like our brother and sister, then, you know, in Christ, we need to find out what's going on. What's going on? Because you're still seeking something other than him. Right. And if you've done the thing and if you just dig in and taste and see that the Lord Mm. is good, you're not going to seek that other thing because Uh he's too good. Think about last night, right? So we went to this event. Yeah. Right. So we, Heidi and I were at a conference for like three days and then you guys met us last night. We went to this event mm-hmm. and like we're rounding off. We got there at like what five, mm-hmm. something like that. We're hitting about 8 p.m. And all of a sudden there was a prophetic call for like 300 and some people to go into prayer in groups of like 40 or 50. Yeah. It sounded like thunder in that place. Did it? 
To me, it did. It sounded. It was. It was very heavy. God was talking to me. It what it was because to 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 be in the presence of like three hundred people praying in the Holy all Spirit. at one time, and I blinked. I literally blinked. It was like eight p.m. I blinked, and it was midnight. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Like time it went, went fast. so fast, and I was thinking, here you had three hundred people taking a Friday night and pressing into God. Do you know I totally showed up and was doing the thing? Like, all right, Lord, I'm here. <laughs> Use this man this of God. Your, this is your opportunity. <laughs> Better make I'm, it good. I'm listening. You got me here. I was like, Lord, have this preacher call me out right now and give me a word. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm calling out. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. And we got in our group. Yeah. And he had women go with women, men go with men. Mm-hmm. And I was like mildly distracted because I felt like I was standing in a weird space. But it was like fine. In general, that was awkward. Was it awkward for your male group to try to get into a circle and hold hands? They had their arms around each other. Yeah, we just went for it. They went for it. Oh, well, so you were in the cool men group then? I only knew three people, four people in that group. You had Carlos in your group. We had Carlos, Maximus. I did the thing. Chris like, Acker and myself that I shout knew. Shut out Chris. Personally. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just Love. name drop everybody. So Chris, Chris Acker, <laughs> if you're listening. And we know you are. I love he's your brother. My, he's my prayer man crush. <laughs> oh my. Like, wow. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can spiritually Brand- say that. <laughs> Brandon just shut the podcast <laughs> no, off. No, Brandon, Brandon is like my prayer warrior also i but can i can literally hear brandon going wow i actually i told chris this last Brandon's night listening in the car just missed his turn <laughs> i can listen to so chris sad. pray oh for like sure i can listen to anointed music yes yes and i stopped him after he was praying for me and i said dude like there is flavor yes there is flavor on your words Yes. When I think of the salt of the earth and you're prophetically speaking over people, I listen to him speak over like 20 people. Yes. Bang, bang, bang. And I'm just listening to his heart cry out for these people. And there's no pause. Yes. There's no like long trying to remember what his goal of what he was going to say was. It's just he's, he's praying in the spirit. And I'm like, there is a flavor that that is on that in an anointing and i'm like you need to pray for me but this man invokes me to holy jealousy every time we're at the altar together and i'm always next to him at the altar yeah and like man prayer will happen and this this guy gets hit with the power and he's he's gone he's like down and i'm like ah my turn you know like he invokes me to want more the first time I ever heard him pray, I literally poked Joe and I was like, he's supposed to preach. <laughs> like that's how he's, he's ordained. That's he's, how he is anointed a he's a his prayers are. Absolutely. But yeah. I know, don't know much about Chris, but I know Megan and I are best friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. I Megan. love Megan too. Megan's got a good sense of humor. Megan just turned up the podcast. She's like, so last, up, last night, last night we're talking and Chris goes, Oh, growing a beard. 
And I'm like, oh, are we going to hear the story again? Yes. Oh and my Heidi, gosh. This story has been told like 15 times today. Heidi was bragging about how she made me grow a beard because she wanted a more manly roughly man. man. Right? So I'm like, yeah, Heidi wanted me to grow a beard. Yeah. There's something about it. He goes, oh, she hates your real face. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> and I was like, I had like a light bulb moment and I was like, next time she's mad at me, I'm just going to look her dead in the eye and I'm just going to be like, you hate my real face. Isn't my good, isn't my real face good enough for you, Heidi? You just, you just hate my real face. <laughs> You're fighting so with me because you hate my real face. <laughs> I'm going to go shave right now. Yeah. Like a way to really get back at me. Just shave it off. So when you <laughs> think about. half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like mustache. Like beard, I'm, the whole thing. Like I'm doing a Gillette commercial. I'm not talking top and bottom. I'm saying half your face vertically. Yeah. I think top and bottom would be way funnier. <laughs> I think there was That's like a, a, a Barbasol or Gillette commercial back in the, like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Not shaving sponsored. Cream. Not sponsored. But when you think about these things, these temptations and, and stuff, we were in an environment of hunger. Yeah. Can we just hunger be super... Hunger and thirst after righteousness. Can we be super, super, super raw right now? Yeah. When you go to a meeting mm-hmm. where you know, like, the the man speaking is extremely anointed, mm-hmm. has so much fruit following him, and and you go there, you, you are, ex- your expectations are high. Yeah. Okay? You need to have that kind of expectation in your own local church every Sunday. Absolutely. But, like, Christina, how she was a little bit raw at the beginning there, said, like, I, I did kind of go in kind of like, yeah. okay, I'm here. Because I'm always involved, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm always leading worship and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, all right, anybody? Anybody got a word for me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then how you said he went down in the glory and then you, you kind of thought like, okay, me next here. Like, hello. Yeah. That is some some real rawness that needs to be out here because pe- many people go into services like that and they they want to touch they're hungry and then they go up and all of these people that seem like they get touches all the time they seem like they're on the floor all the time yeah. they seem like they get called out with prophetic stuff mm-hmm. all the time those are the ones that go out first and the ones that are sitting there striving and hungry are usually the ones that like they don't get called out or they or they yeah. don't get put on the ground slain in the spirit yeah you want to know why well, for, at least for me. So, like, I was in the circle with the group that we had. Mm-hmm. I did the whole, like, if the teacher's like, okay, find a partner. I looked at Heidi and I was like, yeah, me and you. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever she's going. I was ready to, like, elbow people out of the way. <laughs> God. And listen, so, I was in the circle and, like, p- some people were kind of praying on one another. But not, nobody prayed on me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay. And I was, like, very conscious, like... I was praying, but I was like specifically like, all right, what God mm-hmm. are you going to send him over here or <laughs> should I go find him? And he was like, no, this is me and you. Yes. This is me and you. Yes. You don't need nobody else right now. This is me and you. Yeah. And he literally gave me a word. I gave it. I showed, I told Heidi and he literally gave me a word is specifically for me. Yeah. 
and it was just me and him. Yeah. And it was the, one of the most intimate altar situations, experiences that I've personally ever had. Yeah. And I didn't need one person to pray on me. Yeah. I didn't need to get knocked out. Yeah. I didn't need the guy that came halfway across the country to lay his hands on me. It was just me and God. Yes. And that, it was more profound than any of those other things. Could yes. Have been. Yes. So on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. sometimes, right? So the other night we were in the middle of a, a session in this conference and there was a time of worship and I was just like, God, I want it tonight. I want, I want to, I want to have that pivotal moment mm-hmm. that sets me ablaze for what you've really called me to do. Right. So sitting there, you're, you're, hearts cry right Mm -hmm. and God has met me where I'm at before Mm -hmm. he said he'll stand at the door and knock Mm -hmm. I answered the door once I answered the door I'm no longer the pursued Mm -hmm. I become the pursuer Mm -hmm. so I sat there and I watched Brandon run to the altar Mm -hmm. and I was like you were supposed to be there Mm -hmm. first and I sat there and I prayed and then I looked around me and all my ways were blocked Mm. and I was like I gotta I'll just pray here yeah and then it got harder and harder for me to sit there and I started to like really struggle and and God was telling me like you you want somebody to call you out, mm-hmm. but I don't need to call you out through anybody anymore. Come on, I need you to be obedient. Come on, dude. I I scooted between the table and people and had to move a lady's cane and jump over that. I get up there. I'm like, now I had to walk through people that are listening to the speaker. So like. Instead of going when it was cool to go, I went when it was awkward (laughs) and strange. Mm -hmm. But in doing that, I got up there and I started to hit a place of intimacy with God where I was, I was like, I'm in full surrender right now. Mm -hmm. And like, even if you don't talk to me, I'm just going to worship. And all of a sudden, this man comes over and starts prophesying over me. But he was like reading my mail. The one that I was... Different, no, one. different different one. one okay different day so yeah. he's like reading my mail and he's just praying over me but he's saying like 98% of what I was just talking to God about mm-hmm. and just wrecking me right so God's now just like obedience brings sacrifice mm-hmm. better late than never mm-hmm. even though you're late first person that I'm gonna I'm gonna put the man of God to pray on mm-hmm. right Sometimes we sit there and we're like, come to us, God, call us out, God. And he's like, I've already got you past that point. Mm -hmm. I can't keep meeting you where you're at because you're going to stay where you're at. Come on. If you stay where you're at, you're going to stay where you're at. Mm -hmm. And if you stay where you're at and you stay where you're at, you're not going to ever step out and you're not going to chase anything. You're not going to go through any storm to get there. You're not going to go through troubled seas and have to say, peace, be still. Yeah. 
so my moment in the glory circle, my my flesh, <laughs> I'm going to call it that forever now. Sure. Um, was when we got up there to pray again, I was expecting the and I've. I'm past this. I'm past like having to receive the words from a man because God's done so much, right? Mm -hmm. But yet you still crave them. It's almost like a craving. Yeah, we're you like, can get addicted to it. We're like, I need a word from like an anointed man right now. Yeah. Like I just need one. Like Call I need one out. right yep. now, right? You it's get, easier not to question that later. Yes, you get like addicted to it. You get cravings for it. And so like, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I bet, I, I just had this, I bet 50% of the people at least that ran up there when he said, if you want glory, you come up here and get it right now. I guarantee that 50% of them went up because they thought that man was going to be praying for them. Yeah. And then he turned, he's like, all right. And then Flipped he right turned the pages and said, you all get in groups together and start praying. And I bet those 50% of the people, because I was one of them, was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, are you kidding could've me done right this now? Could have done it from home. Like, I yeah. could have did this at home. Yep. And when, when I was up there, I started to pray in this. Well, first of all, I asked for forgiveness. Step one, people, if you had any of those comments going mm -hmm. through your your mind, ask for forgiveness for them because who are you? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I started to pray in the spirit. And then as I was praying in the spirit. I could hear people, so I heard, I heard the thunderings of the, of the prayers, but I could hear people drop in. Mm. And even while I could hear people drop in, I'm like, why am I not dropping? Yep. I got a clean heart. I got pure heart. <laughs> like, why am I not dropping right now? And I just kept praying. You started singing, show us your glory, like <laughs> yes. extra hard. God was using you this weekend to pray for people Hold and on. they were falling. You're taking my okay. story. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm sitting there praying and praying and praying. And then all of a sudden it hit me that you will step into glory when you start taking yourself out of it and go and help these other people. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, when I was in that moment, I literally felt, I st this is craziness, I stopped praying or singing me, and I started to pray them. Mm. And I, I can't remember the song they were singing, but I was literally like, pour your glory out on them. Pour, mm. pour your glory out on them. Show your presence to them. Show your presence to them. And I and I didn't I don't even know if I like consciously did that myself. But all of a sudden I caught myself where it was no longer Lord, pour your glory out on me. Pour, pour your glory out on me. It was now pour your glory out on them. Pour your glory out on them. And my heart started to change for them because God has done so much in my life and continues to. Like how much more of his show off of his presence do I need at this mm -hmm. point? Mm -hmm. Like maybe start giving some of that back out because he's been so present in my life as it is that like you say this often, he could do nothing from this point forward and, and that would good. still be enough. Yep. And mm -hmm. I was like having this overwhelmingness all of a sudden where I stopped looking at myself completely and I was just seeing all of these women in front of me that like needed a touch. Yeah. And so I switched it and I started pr 
praying for the two women that were directly next to me. And God started to give me words for one of them. And I started to speak them and pray. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she just broke and, and all of the stuff. And then as soon as I started doing that, my knees almost buckled. Mm. And mm. that is where the glory came in. Mm. And so I think like you receiving the glory is different levels of it based on where you are at currently. Yeah, because yeah. he'll take you from glory to glory. Yes. You know, when you were talking, um, it kind of reminded me like, you know how you have like close friends or siblings, right? And like you, like you guys, when you come over, the door is unlocked. Mm. Right. And except for tonight, <laughs> which it was unlocked. We didn't yeah, know how to operate yeah, a door. Yeah, it was a it was a pull. It was, it was a push, 10. not pull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ID ten T air. <laughs> no, but so y- y- the door is always Video. unlocked. <laughs> yeah, the door is always unlocked, and then you guys, like I, I tell you, like just come in. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes that's God. Like He's like, yeah just come in right and then wouldn't it it's like irritating or like weird if you told somebody that and or if you like text him right yeah because he he doesn't text us but he has his word yeah that he gave us yeah and you know that you can just approach him yeah anytime yeah. right he already told you that so if i text you and i'm like doors open just come in yeah and you get here and you ring my doorbell yes what are you doing and not just ring it but ring it incessantly and then like knock <laughs> yeah and yeah. I'm like, I told you to come in. And you're like, you didn't answer the door. Yeah. You didn't come and get me at the door. Right. Okay. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. I told you already. Yeah. I already wrote you something that yeah. said just come in. Yes. Right. And then like, also at the same time, I sort of had this, like, not a vision, like a spiritual vision, but just like imagined, like your kid gets old enough, right? Where like, you don't have to like buckle them in and unbuckle them. Mm-hmm. And, like, can you imagine, like, everywhere you go, like, you go to the store and you're, like, you get out of the car, you get halfway into the store, and you're, like, where's my kid? Mm. And they're sitting there in the car waiting. Mm. Well, I thought you were going to come get me. But they're, like, 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to come get me. <laughs> That's Seriously. Extreme right there. Seriously. And then you, like, like, you get home and you park the car in the garage, you get out, you go in the house, and you're, like, where are they? Right. And they're still sitting in the car you're like hello yeah they're like yeah but you didn't specifically come out or send somebody yeah to come out and get me come on i didn't know if you wanted me to come <laughs> and you're in. like yeah. use these two hands i gave you yeah use the skills i've given you and taught you and we've practiced yeah and use them yourself and get out and come in yes mm. come on Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.